guys and welcome to another Couth podcast. So for this week we're going to be chatting all about coming out, whether that's about your gender or your sexuality. So we're going to be talking um, later on in this podcast about this, but I just wanted to say um, that you should never feel like you should have to come out, especially when you don't feel like it's safe to. Um, coming out is always your choice. So if you need or want to talk to someone, you can visit cooth.com and send our team a message or join the chat queue. It's safe, anonymous and free. Okay, so choosing to come out is always a big decision and it's one that can be so wonderful and rewarding, but it can also be super stressful sometimes um, because I don't know about you guys, but no one taught me how to come out. Um, so we're going to be talking about some of the things we wish we would have known when we were coming out. So let's have introductions. I'm Beth um, and I've got a bit of a cold and sore throat this week so um, I'm sorry if my voice goes at some point, um, we're just gonna have to deal with it. Um, and I'm joined by Katya Anya. Hello. And Dan. Hello. So we had a little chat before about some of the myths, misconceptions um, or things we had to figure out along the way about coming out. Um, and we've picked some to chat through here. So, uh, first one is the journey, I guess. How uh, it's not just one big time like in the movies. Um, I don't know, was there a moment for you guys where you realised, wait, I'm going to have to do this all the time? It, it's a really interesting one for me, this. The, um, mm. the journey and the not being a one-time realization I, I guess for me so i'm going to be coming at this from a perspective of a, a gay male and i know there's going to be other perspectives of like of what coming out means whether it's females or, or gender but for me this is about coming out as a gay male and i i knew throughout my whole childhood that i was i think initially felt different but then it, I, I kind of realized what what it was really early on but I initially thought I'd never have to tell anybody. I thought this was going to be a secret I'd be keeping for my whole life, which was miserable and really awful. Yeah. And that I would never be able to, to tell anybody. So I didn't think it would get to a point where I'd be finding some words for it. But when I did, um, it did feel like, oh, this will be one moment. I will share it and that'll be me done. It might be really stressful and difficult, but once everyone knows, everyone knows. And then almost like it would be stamped on my forehead and everyone in my life would <laughs> know anyway. Um, but no, it didn't turn out that way. And it became a bit of a, who do I need to tell first? In what order? Who's the most important? Who does it feel safest to tell first? And then as I've got older and older, it, it's very much dawned on me that it's um, an ongoing process. I don't think a day or at least a few days goes by in my life where I, I'm not coming out to someone else new in my life who I've met or had a fleeting conversation with somewhere um so yeah it very much became that oh this is ongoing yeah I think you kind of like realize it as you go through it like um when I first figured out that I was bisexual um it, it I just started coming out to friends and it just kind of went that way and like looking back on it now I realized oh it is a journey and there's more people to tell and like as I moved through life there was people at work I needed to tell or people at university and, and my parents and I think it gets it got easier for me I don't I don't know what what it felt like for for you guys but um it got easier in the aspect like you kind of know what to say and you can answer the questions that people have about it um because 
when I came out to my parents quite recently, like, um, I'm in my, like, mid-twenties, so, um, I knew for a while before, like, building up the courage to tell them, um, and they were wonderful and lovely, but I, I waited to tell them until I knew all the answers to the questions, because I didn't have them, I, like, no one teaches you what bisexuality is, uh, and no one teaches you a lot about sexuality and gender so I think a lot of it is like figuring it out for yourself and I don't think people realize that even if we identify this way we don't necessarily have the answers that they want us to have and, and sometimes you're like I don't know myself yet so yeah that was that was a journey for me of like figuring out myself before like it felt like a bit of a mess when I first started coming out and now I feel like I've streamlined the process a little bit. That's really interesting that you like felt like oh I'm gonna have to be an educator as well as telling people this big thing about myself mm. and who I am I'm gonna have to have some answers to questions as well and educate people not only am I going to get to this really stressful thing and say these words but then people are going to have questions and I need to be informed enough to be able to answer those questions right um, I don't no one tells you that no, <laughs> no one ever no. says you can have it's to teach some people <laughs> yeah, well I didn't think any of that I mean I was 16 when I um first came out and yeah I don't know like I didn't think about any of that and I did get questions and I felt so unprepared and um at the time felt like this was very much a coming out is a telling people who I'm attracted to. And I've got very different views on that now, because in fact, it's a very much a telling people who I am and my, my identity. Essentially. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I was not prepared for those questions. So good on you for preparing yourself. <laughs> to be an educator. Yeah. I don't think I realized that at, at the time, it's more like retrospective. I've been able to like look back at myself and be like, that's why I did it that way. But I'm glad we all, very confused when people ask us questions. Katia, Annie, what, what about you? Um, I think it's gotten easier for me as I've gotten older. My problem has always been that I'm um, in these liminal spaces, so I'm bisexual and I'm demisexual, so I'm on the asexuality spectrum, but I'm, I'm never <clears throat> fully one thing or another. I'm not completely straight and I'm not completely gay, I'm not completely allosexual, I'm not completely asexual, and that really undermines my own confidence, especially because the, the queer community can be so prejudiced against and sort of like gatekeepy against mm. people with sexualities like that. But as I've gotten older, um, I'm not really nervous about coming out anymore because I'm just very grouchy now. I'm a grouchy, <laughs> like old woman and I just don't care if someone reacts poorly, I just no longer interact with that person. Um, and I'm in a position where thankfully I'm independent enough to be able to do that. I do agree on the, on the education aspect. And I would say especially asexuality. Being a spectrum is something that so many people don't understand. A lot of people don't even think that asexuality should be counted as a sexuality, which is quite bizarre. And I think that's the one that I get so tired of having to explain to people. I, I, you don't have to be like completely one thing or the other on a scale. And that's why it, it is a spectrum or a, a scale, you know? Yeah. yeah, definitely. I like what you said, like you've surrounded yourself with people and you kind of like you're grouchy and you don't care. And I think that's another part of the journey is I feel like as you start, you feel a little bit lost in the woods. You're not sure who around you is going to like react right. And 
and what and I think as you like travel along you find those people around you that accept you and love you as who you are and um like the older you get you've you've got that safety net of people and I think that's really nice and 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 it it feels like um if someone reacts like badly it's fine you don't care because you've got your like safe space around you exactly I'm very very jealous of that feeling by the way because um I definitely am still flooded with anxiety every time I come out to someone new I I have to say though I want to balance that with a I never regret it either like I always Mm. get a lot out of it and um um yeah I always want to I I always want to be like the most authentic me and, and and let people know who I am but I am flooded with internal anxiety every time I meet someone new and know the conversation is going to happen where I'm saying who I am yeah the the anxiety I had coming out of my parents even though I knew that they I was like lucky enough that I knew they'd be fine with me that that um I was always brought up with um my mom and dad being like we don't care we just love you kind of atmosphere so I was very lucky like that but the anxiety I had about I put it off for years um and I kind of told myself that, like you said, I don't, I don't need to tell them. It's not, it's not something that's like, um, I'm trying to find the right word, that's massive in my life because I'm bisexual. So I could feel like I could hide behind the, the part of me that could have straight relationships. Um, and then when I came out, I, I kind of felt like, um, I don't want to be too cheesy, but like I could see colors for the first time and like I could fully be like my queer self um I didn't have to like stop myself from sharing things on social media in case certain people saw like I have that cemented support system around me at the moment where it doesn't matter if if someone kind of like comments on something and goes what you're gay or or whatever like my parents don't care and I've got my friends and family that are super supportive so yeah it is like you're living that authentic self that you don't realize that you're not living as if that makes sense that does make a lot of sense I I think some of it's about the the context you grow up in like what what, Mm. what, like I I suspect I'm a bit older and um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like so when I when I was growing up in the Oh, I'm going to give away my age. <laughs> no, that's okay. In the 80s and 90s, in the 1980s and the 1990s, um, it was um, it was illegal in schools for any teachers uh, to talk about sexuality or being gay. So um, I, if I'd have chosen to come out before 16, no one would have been able to talk to me about it or, or answer any questions or engage with me in any in any way because it just they just wouldn't have been legally allowed to, um, and, and that. And that, alongside lots of other things like headlines in newspapers and on the news, uh, very much saying really nasty things about uh, gay men in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, and it felt like having my identity wiped away before I was even allowed to discover it. Um, and then, yeah, building up to kind of finding the words to, to let people know. And I think all of that leading to this explosion of here's who I am you know that, that that anxiety is still evoked now when I tell people and it's not a a worry like I'm I'm I don't ever think I'm not going to tell somebody um but I, it evokes all of that into this oh remember that explosion I had and 
here's who I am. And it's um, like that natural like, flight or fight reaction, isn't it? And I don't know. I think we all have it. I think you just get like super anxious about it beforehand, even though you're kind of fine with it. It's weird. Yeah. Well, this, I know you were talking about safety. Both of you were talking about safety. And I think that's the crucial bit is... Um, have you got a safe network of people around you? Have you got safe relationships? Are you feeling safe enough to tell people? Um, and it's very much like do it in your own time, at your own mm. pace, if you are feeling safe to do so. Unfortunately for me, I had one really bad experience of coming out, which um, made it really difficult after that. And again, I still don't regret coming out. It still gave me way more rewards than it did mm. anything like regrets because for me if i came out or if i come out and somebody doesn't like that then i don't want them in my life anyway they're not a safe person to have in my life so i don't i don't want that around me yeah um yeah we could talk about this forever i think like we could have hour-long podcasts about this because it because like we said it's such a big part of your life that you don't think you realize until you start like like delving into it um and you like just touched on this Dan, but you don't have to come out if you don't want to that's that's the next one um and it's one that i want to shout at the rooftops to all young queer people is just like it's it's your choice like it comes down to it doesn't matter who's saying that you should come out um because i think sometimes because we live in this um more understanding society i won't say completely open because it's not that a lot of people in the lgbtqia community feel like we should be coming out all the time and and i had a few friends that were like just come out like what's the big deal and i'm like it's a massive deal for me what's Um, the big deal with telling people who you are yeah Yeah, like um... exposing yourself like it's it's your choice i think that's the big thing that i want to say Definitely. I would say, Sorry, I would say too that you can be out to some people and not others, you know, or you can be more openly out to some people and not others. My mm. parents know that I'm bisexual in theory, but we never talk about it and that I don't care. It's fine. I don't I don't really need to talk about it with them. I just kind of leave it to the side. I've never even told them that I'm on the asexual spectrum because there's absolutely no way they would understand why that even matters. They just wouldn't get it. I just let that topic drop. But like with other people in my life, my very close friends or my husband, I'm obviously very, very open. And it's very important to me that they fully understand who I am and and are openly supportive. So it it depends on the person and you're not a hypocrite if you decide to just never tell grandma because you can't be bothered and that's fine yeah um it's it's interesting that isn't it like who you you build up a picture in your head of who's going to respond in what kind of a way and yeah that choice that it is really important that you don't have to come out and i mean personally speaking i've never met anyone who's regretted coming out but it's doing that in your own time as it feels safe to do so and i know for me coming out meant i could then find my community and my family my chosen family you know I could find the Mm. people to be safe with and to have around me and surround myself with the people um who I could identify with yeah yeah it is it I've never thought about it that way like I've I've never actually met anyone that regrets it um 
it can be really difficult and 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 scary a lot of the time but um yeah it's like where um it is really rewarding but it's super scary and it's something that you have to come come to on your own um and no one should tell you and and tell you when to come out and no one should ever out you either that's a big thing um being out it's that language of getting outed yeah. it's that the whole language it's like <laughs> i just oh coming out of because it used to be very much are you going to come out of the closet was the was the phrase and yeah. then now it's kind of coming out but like it's so i don't know it implies like there's so much element of hiding and secrecy and like mm-hmm. are you going to come out of this thing you've been keeping from people and are you going to admit this thing about yourself and almost like it, you're confessing to something yeah. which is, is has a really negative connotation yeah mm. it's definitely that and it's um i mean i'm way more comfortable with the phrase coming out than i was years ago but like it's it did feel like it was all of that just like what have i got to come out of i yeah 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 it's complicated yeah it's really complicated and um yeah okay so next one discrimination uh within the lgbtqia plus community um and i want to say before we start is that the vast majority of the community um is wonderful and and it's this wonderful safe space where we can um uh, it's not really a physical space more like a metaphorical space of where we can kind of like support each other and be ourselves but um i always say that um we're not a hive mind and that kind of we don't all agree on the same terms that we're okay with or um behaviors or 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 all these different things which makes it wonderful and a beautiful place to be but it also means that we don't we're not all as accepting um some people in it um and i think that was a big shock for me to learn um don't know about you guys yeah, there's um, there's a lot to unpack in that. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, um, uh, yeah, I think we'd need a good few days to to discuss all of that. But um, look, especially for trans people, I think uh, the, the the way that many trans people are treated now, or that the media treats them, or the, the language that's used, very much reminds me of how uh, gay people and uh, and other sexualities were treated a number of years ago. Um, yeah. And. I know there's a lot of, um, well, I was just reading yesterday, like the, I don't know if people, the, the LGB Alliance now been awarded status of charity, which then includes <sighs> the trans community. And that really, um, uh, like symbolizes what you were touching on, like this, like people can exclude certain parts of the community and that very much does that. Um, yeah. And I, but there is also that lovely, wonderful beautiful acceptance you can get in the community uh, do you know a few years ago i was walking through london and it was pride uh, day but it was also a a big football match i've no clue what i'm not a football, <laughs> fan. I'm not a football <laughs> fan i don't know what it was it was some big football so i was walking through parts of london and there were scores of football fans chanting and they were having a good time bless their hearts um but they they were having a good time but i felt quite intimidated i was walking on my own and i was like it's loud it's all these uh men with i don't know like manly men whatever that really means um and i was quite intimidated and then i walked through to like uh hyde park not hyde park 
I can't remember where it was, but where Pride kind of was. Mm. And I instantly felt this shift um, of love and acceptance and that colour you were talking about. There were colours everywhere, just people of different genders, sexualities, all just having such a beautiful time and accepting everyone. And this is going to sound like a cheesy movie (laughs) now, but I like walked through crying on my own in London, like having never really experienced that shift of like, walking from one area to another and then this beautiful level of of acceptance of yeah this is this is my community this is um all these people that have gone through something similar not the same experience but have faced similar adversities and challenges and difficulties and here we are celebrating ourselves and it's we are who we are and we're safe all together in this community yeah oh don't you're giving me like goosebumps but I think I, I often like struggle to say why pride so important to people when they ask. And it's that exact reason is that it's finally that physical space where we can all come together and celebrate um, everything that we are and who we are. And um, I think when you mentioned, especially your experience, Dad, of not being like it was illegal in schools to talk about being gay and and everything that the trans community um, is going through and the debates about binary and non-binary, um, it just feels like- it has like, to be a debate as right, well. Right, yeah. exactly. Um, it just finally feels like like we can fight, like celebrate and it's it's really lovely. Um, Katia, have you got anything to add? No, I think you guys have covered it really well. Yeah. All right. Uh, do we want to weave any other points? Because I know you had some, Dan. I can't remember what I've got. Um, oh, everyone listening, Dan is wearing a Spice Girls hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> just, just to make sure. Wait, he wants everyone to know. Um, hey, Spice Girls, for me, uh, in the 90s, were a big part of finding my identity and, and coming out. So it was a big part of my journey. Yeah. <laughs> Media is such a big part of of uh gay journeys as well like um is there anything that anyone wants to add before i kind of wrap up everything spice up your life (laughs) (laughs) okay so we've run out of time so i'm gonna wrap things up so thank you so much for joining us you guys and like i said at the beginning you can find support um about anything we've kind of mentioned in this podcast by heading over to kuth.com where you can have a look at our articles, get involved in our discussion boards or our live forums. And you can join the chat queue um, during opening hours, which are Monday to Friday, 12 to 10 p.m. and Saturday to Sunday, 6 till 10 p.m. And next week, uh, join us as we chat all about how amazing our pets are for the end of Pet Awareness Month. Um, Dan looked so excited when I just finished that. I want to talk about my puppy. Um, And make sure to follow us on Spotify or subscribe on Apple Podcasts and turn your notifications on so you can be updated as soon as our episodes are published. Um, And then we'll see you soon, guys. So take care of yourselves. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.